I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house, meet my alien sister. Don't come hungry because I'll bet my mom can't cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom Can't Cook. Decom Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Westaway. And I am the other host, Andy Farrant. Welcome to this podcast, which is still about Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, that's right. We haven't run out of them yet. I yeah, keep thinking that, that I keep thinking that the, the next one we do is gonna be real dross. And and well, it sort of is, but, but they, they, they always end up being a bit more fun than I think they're gonna be. There were like 12 alone in the year 2000. The one so. I'm really, really worried about is Ring of Endless Light. And not just because I keep pitching it. And you I keep feel, banging the drum. I keep banging Ring the drum. Light. And then if we watch it, and it really is just genuinely boring. And the podcast is like two minutes long. It's like, yeah, someone <laughs> talks to a dolphin with their mind. I don't know. Anyway, here's a, here's a sponsor method. <laughs> the, the worst... The worst outcome is that it's like two hours long and it's just you sequentially describing the events of a ring of endless light i think that could actually be quite a beautiful experience <laughs> set it to soft pan music <laughs> and i'll do it in this kind of voice but we're not here to talk about a ring of endless lights we're here to talk about up up and away a decom from the year 2000 about a family of superheroes here's how the disney channel tried to convince people to watch it back in space year 2000. His dad is Bronze Eagle. His mom is Warrior Woman. His brother is Silver Charge. Even his grandfather is Steel Condor. And he is, well, he's Scott. Check out Disney Channel's original movie, Up, Up, and Away, tomorrow at 8, 7 Central on Disney Channel. There you go. Um, up, Up, and Away then. Well, let's, well, should we start with what's good about this movie? Let's start with the good stuff. It's about superheroes, which is sort of inherently fun, I suppose. Yeah. And it's one of the few DCOMs that isn't an almost entirely white cast. Yeah, it's a predominantly black cast in this film, yeah. which is nice to see. Yeah. The plot of this film is basically, uh, it's the plot of two very successful animated films from the sort of Walt Disney family of uh, animation studios. So you've got the family of superheroes from The Incredibles. Yep. And then you've got the person who is born into a family of people with superpowers who is supposed to be receiving their powers, uh, but isn't from Encanto. So it's like yeah. The Incredibles meets Encanto, which makes it sound <laughs> Which better. makes it sound <laughs> incredible. The greatest film experience of your life. Okay, well, I will say temper your expectations, <laughs> folks, because this was... <laughs> while those films had budgets in the hundreds of millions of dollars, I think this film had a budget of about $300. <laughs> And most of that went on tinfoil. <laughs> they really do get through a great deal of tinfoil in this movie, I mean, folks. I mean, good luck getting some from the local supermarkets wherever they were filming this movie back in 2000. <laughs> local shortage, I expect. All right, so let's begin. So the film opens on what is clearly a bad guy lair, right? A sort of evil villain's domain or... Mm-hmm. Or Laser Quest Lobby. (laughs) Or Team X Blades Office. (laughs) It's got that same sort of um, like stacked up mirror glass thing, you know, with the little squares of glass. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It was like any sort of TV show that was trying to be sort of uh, modern and cutting edge in the 90s would be filmed in a warehouse full of dry ice. Yes, and that's that's kind of the vibe they're going for here. It's It's the headquarters of something called the Earth Protectors. Mm. Uh, there's a guy and a girl they're working away on a computer the woman says we're finally going to be able to change the world 
And the man says yes. They're not going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah, that's right. So we got villains. One thing about this, one thing about this film is that a lot of the scenes are incredibly short. Yes. Like there'll be like a 10 second scene. Yeah. And then it'll cut to another 10 second scene. It's not quite like genius levels of unconnectedness. But no. It is... But I know what you mean. Yeah, it does sort of hop all over the place. So we're not go- we're probably not going to be able to go quite scene by scene. Or we are, but you'll just have to understand that sometimes yeah. they just... <laughs> You'll be like, well, did they did they skip over something? No, that no, was just no. a four second a four second scene. <laughs> that that was the entirety of it. <laughs> so, so, so. Anyway, forget about that. Forget about the bad guys for now. Yeah, forget about that it's, ten second scene. Here's yeah. a new scene. We're in a family home. New There's a boy now. called Scott Marshall. He's playing soccer in his bedroom. He kicks the ball and it effortlessly fells his father. His father is lying on the ground. His back is hurt. He claims concussion. <laughs> Dad, are you all right? <laughs> Nothing like a concussion before breakfast to make you feel alive. So this is uh, this is our sort of father-son uh, pairing in this movie. Yep, the kid Scott is called Scott, the protagonist. The dad probably also has a name. I only remember remember dad and his, <laughs> and his superhero alias, but we'll get Whoa, to that. Spoilers. Sorry, spoilers, yeah. Let me see. Hang on. He's called Jim. Jim, Jim Marshall. Jim Dadson. Jim Dadson Marshall. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. called Jim. He's called Jim. Okay. Uh, so, um, uh, Jim, a.k.a. Dad, is very excited about Scott's upcoming 14th birthday. One yeah. might say, weirdly excited. <laughs> weirdly hy- hyped. <laughs> weirdly hyped for his son's yeah. 14th birthday. For reasons that are not apparent, but you as a viewer are like, well, I'm not going to turn the movie off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, for one, intend to keep watching to find out yeah. what's going on. We're 30 seconds in and I've already had two complete scenes. Why would I, why would I turn it off? This is fantastic value for money. It's the most scenes in any film. <laughs> but yeah, Scott, Scott doesn't look too happy about the fact that his birthday is coming up. Anyway, that's that scene over. Yeah. Then, now, <laughs> then, next scene. Next scene. <laughs> it's... He can only afford four pieces of paper to write his script on. <laughs> but we needed 200 scenes. <laughs> so, as so, you can see. So now we're at the family breakfast table. Uh, so Scott and his family, uh, you know, kind of gathered around. They're having their breakfast. It's a typical yeah. suburban American family scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott's friend Randy shows up and, like, bangs on the patio doors. Yeah, um, and he's brought he, he's brought round a treat. It's some zucchini bread. Yeah, uh, just before this, they're talking about how the party coming up is on Saturday. The whole family is coming. And oh, it's yeah. going to be a total blowout. This fourteenth birthday party. Yeah. Anyway, there's no time to think about that because <laughs> that's when this scene goes absolutely bad crazy. <laughs> and everyone in the family regards the zucchini bread, which is wrapped in tin foil, uh, with a kind of. <laughs> Weak horror. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a massive, massive tonal shift. It's like everyone's faces drop. The music just goes. It's as it's as if Randy walked in through the patio doors holding a gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, holding Everyone's sort like of pressing themselves up against the <laughs> <Yeah>. countertops. <laughs> the music is going as Luke says. <laughs> slow zoom on the zucchini bread this i mean there were many many scenes it wasn't hard to get um david fincher to direct just one. <laughs> he came in for this oh hey randy good morning uh what you got there zucchini bread 
My mom made it. Just put it on the table. Right there. I think we better get out of here now. Enjoy. There's a sort of slow zoom on the zucchini bread. It gets put on the table. The music goes... And then and then the scene ends. <laughs> There's simply no time. Next scene. <laughs> In the next scene, Scott is cycling off to school uh, with Randy. Um, we meet another one of their friends. Uh, you know, it's the classic decom uh, teen trio. We meet yes. Amy... Uh, mm-hmm. You know who's uh, who's you know a part of their friend group. Also, she's the this. tomboyish, yep. uh, the tomboyish girl who she's good at soccer, yep. and she's sort of giving Scott a good-natured ribbing about uh, his soccer prowess. Yeah, she and she she demonstrates her goodness at soccer by kicking the soccer ball so hard into Randy's bike that Randy falls over and hurts himself. <laughs> he hurts himself quite badly. But you're yeah. okay with it because Randy's kind of a nerd. So yeah, no, Randy is uh, a character with no redeeming quality, so it's fine. <laughs> But there's no time to think about that because we cut to the next scene, which is the family burying the zucchini bread in a giant hole in the back garden. Okay. So I'll say I'll say I'll say here. Up Up and Away is an enjoyable film if you enjoy superhero movies. But if what you get a kick out of about superhero movies is the thing where they have to very carefully guard their secret identities and the tension inherent in that, this is mm-hmm. not the film for you. Because <laughs> this is a family. <laughs> the, there are superheroes in this family that do not give a hoot. <laughs> a singles, <laughs> solitary. They have they have secret identities, but they don't care about protecting them. And that is demonstrated here very neatly by the fact that the mom and the dad of the family have dug what looks to all the world and to the neighbours like <laughs> a shallow grave. Well, not even shallow. It's a, a proper six feet deep hole. Yeah. Uh, and they are very, very gingerly lowering the zucchini bread, which is wrapped in tinfoil, mm-hmm. using tongs. In, yes, using tongs in, into a into a plastic bin that they mm-hmm. are then going to bury under, yeah. under the earth. And sweetie, will you hurry up? Just being near this stuff makes me weak in the knees. Such a shame. I really love zucchini bread. They kind of explain why they're doing this a bit. Well, they don't really. They sort of tease tease it. And they they explain why this is the case about an hour into the movie later, by which point you've probably forgotten this. So this is just a baffling thing yeah. that the family is doing <laughs> that you've probably forgotten about by the time it gets explained. Because, I mean, yeah, because there's no simply no time. We're on to the next scene now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're back at school. <laughs> Uh, the guy from the Earth Protectors is in is in the school. Yeah, uh, he's a, a Mr. Quinn. Malcolm Quinn mm. is his name. He's from the the environmental software company Earth Protectors, and this company has donated computers to every student in the eighth grade. Wow, so generous! Uh, yeah, the class is going absolutely nuts for this. Uh, he's talking about the environment. Um, a girl scrumples up some paper, and he's like, uh, "Hope you're going to recycle that." Yeah, he and does kind like, of little oh. prayer hands, you know. Yeah. You're like, what's this guy's game? Anyway, the software that he uh, has for the everyone's free computer is uh, it's apparently fun and educational. Now, we've designed a software that goes with the computers to be fun as well as educational. Something tells me this is not a video game. Classic Randy. Classic, absolutely classic Randy. Yeah. But yeah, he's walking around uh, campus, this Malcolm Quinn, telling everyone to recycle. Uh, he returns to his sinister van 
where a sinister bunch of people look at him sinisterly. Okay, okay. Another theme that's going to be a, a big thing through this movie is a, a total lack of pastoral care on behalf of Scott's school. Mm-hmm. So Earth Protectors, whoever they are, have rocked up to the school and said, hey, we want to give every kid here a computer. And yeah. we and boy, do we have CD-ROMs to distribute. And the school yeah. is like, oh man, that's so great. I would love it if you would re- distribute. That's great. I mean, we do, we do have a curriculum that we have to follow, but actually... <laughs> yeah. What we'll do instead is give these children these unregulated computers. I would love nothing more than to show these kids. And as will become very apparent later, no teacher has looked at what's on these CD-ROMs. Because even a cursory glance. Let me just check this isn't, I don't know, pornography, for example. No, no. there's simply no time. Anyway, Malcolm, thanks for the computers. We'll get, we'll give these to the children straight away. You must be yeah. very busy. I suppose you want to return to your unmarked van full of strangers that's parked <laughs> on fucked. school premises. <laughs> anyway, children, take it, take this hastily burned CD-ROM. Go home and look at it without your parents present. Oh yeah, that's, that's your homework. <laughs> so, pretty messed up. Uh, yeah. yeah, the school sucks. So. That's Malcolm Quinn. Anyway, that's that scene. Scene, scene yeah. done. Man, I hate kids, he says. Oh, yeah. Can't we just run tests on rats like everyone else? Well, well, maybe, he, maybe he's not as good as he seems. Maybe he's not the Earth protector he claims to be. Yeah, but one of his henchmen says they finished the Pineland bank download. Now we'll see what Nina's program can really do. And then oh. just to underline that he's not the environmentalist he claims to be, he throws his gum wrapper out of the window. Oh, yeah. Malcolm, yeah. you bad lad. Sidebar, Malcolm's probably uh, the second most famous cast member in this. The granddad is George Jefferson from The Jeffersons, which I think yes. is pretty famous. Sherman Helmsley. Uh, but Malcolm, uh, the actor who plays Malcolm, has a, a recurring role all the way through Entourage, which I haven't seen, but is a pretty big show. So. Yeah, it seems like a bad vibes show, so I've never watched it. But yeah. he plays but, the character yeah. of E. There you go. So if you are familiar with Entourage, maybe that... <laughs> Maybe that means a great deal to you. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, next scene, next scene. <laughs> so there's no time. Uh, so they're in, the kids are in the car with Scott's dad and they're explaining that they gave them computers, but we have to download programs every night about the environment and stuff. Now, this isn't a red flag to the dad. He's just like, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, you're lucky to have computers. When I was your age, and then Randy butts in and says, yes, how was it using a hammer and chisel? You guys don't know how lucky you are to have your own computers. When I was your age... Yeah, Mr. Marshall, tell us. How was it using a hammer and chisel? <laughs> a breathtaking insult. Yeah, all right, how about this? How? Okay, Randy, how is it walking home? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> no, cut this. I've, I've pulled over. Scott, the car's in the door. Open the door, moving. Scott! Car's not moving until you, until you get out, Randy. Yeah. So either you we can, stay here... You can sit in a stationary car with me and my family. Yeah. Or you can get out and you can walk home. You can get out and you can walk home and you can explain to your parents that you're late because you were disrespectful. (laughs) Or he has superpowers, he just starts speeding up. (laughs) He's like getting pretty close to that wall, Randy. (laughs) You want to take back what you said? You want to apologise, Randy? (laughs) I don't think I can stop them all, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) We are the future, Scott, not them. They no longer matter. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so, 
Uh, dad's yeah, Dad's driving the, the kids home from school. End of scene. Uh, <laughs> that literally scene. is the whole scene. It's like it's like fourteen seconds long. <laughs> next scene. Next Malcolm scene. Quinn is going to the bank with his cronies. He goes up to the teller at the front of the bank and says, "Hey, tell me about my money situation." And they go, "Well, Mr. Quinn, you have less than two dollars." And he's like, "Oh, really? I want you to." check again yeah. but th- but this time <laughs> this this time load up this cd rom <laughs> this time this time and the bank's like yeah we'll see- oh sweet cd roms oh yeah <laughs> maybe well, it's, it's against protocol but i don't see <laughs> <Yeah>. how it- <laughs> i don't see how it can hurt to place a seat unlicensed cd rom into the bank these things are great so <laughs> He boots it up, and all of a sudden, what comes on the computer? It's like there is some. I would. This probably won't affect you if you're not like me in your thirties and watching this film late at night, and you're tired. But there is some kind of like mind control flashing on screen that is genuinely headache-inducing. Yeah, um, it's like a sort of Darren Brown induction. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. Everyone's loop. melons getting freaked in the bank, so it's like yeah. and the tellers are like whoa they are sort of their their jaws go slack do me a favor and just look again for me please sure welcome to earth protectors listen very carefully to the following instructions earth protectors will tell you exactly what to do it's important to relax and let earth protectors do all the thinking for you Maybe you better make that fifties and hundreds. And then the bank tellers start to fill the bag with monies. With money, just uh, yeah. the people in the queue behind who him, aren't mind control, who can't see the screen, they just sort of queue patiently and watch all of this happen. <laughs> just watch all of their money being yeah. loaded into bags. And they're like, "Oh, I hope there's some money left for me to." <laughs> but then one of Malcolm's henchmen sneezes, and it breaks the teller out of his trance. Uh, yeah. He calls security. And then the scene ends. Yes, there's uh, no time. Next no scene, time. back in the car. <laughs> Was there a way to do the film where we do all of the bank and then all of the car? No, so, I don't think so. Um, sorry, which film school did you go to? <laughs> so we're back in the car. Dad's driving along when suddenly it's like, beep, 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 beep. He gets a little alert on his pager. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Um, so he's like, uh-oh, uh, I, I think there's something wrong with yeah. the car. No, he, first of all, he says there's an emergency at work. And Randy oh, says, yes. what emergency? You're an orthodontist. A breathtaking insult. Okay, Randy. Well, how about you're a walk home by yourself? <laughs> how about next time I'm doing your teeth? I really get I really get <laughs> up in there. <laughs> how about that, Randy? How about that, Randy? <laughs> you got a nice smile, Randy. Shame if something was to happen to it. Imperceptibly, the car speeds up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, then yeah, he claims just... there's a problem with the car. So yes. uh, he pulls over. The kids carry on on foot to soccer practice. And then <laughs> the dad removes all, all of his clothes. In a push. <laughs> this is this is so obviously we don't I say obviously, who knows with these movies, but we do not in fact see the dad but naked. What we see is all of his we see a shot of like a rock and all of his clothes land on them one at a time. <laughs> yeah, his trousers, his shirt, yeah, his members only jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but what's this? When we cut back to the dad, dad is gone, replaced by who's this tall, resplendent costumed figure? 
It's a superhero man. It's with, Bronze Eagle. He's with, called with what I would describe as a laugh out loud mask. <laughs> a laugh out loud costume in general, <laughs> because because it's such a smash cut to the reveal of the costume. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was think of think of superheroes you know who are lightly themed around birds like night owl from watchmen and then imagine if yeah they or hawkman like, or hawkman and then imagine if they went like 50 percent too hard on the on the literal bird theme <laughs> and also they didn't have much of a costume budget <laughs> um yeah so yeah. this is uh, bronze eagle resplendent in his costume it and he flies off dad. shouting up up and away as he goes. sorry about this sir but have a great day I mean, he loudly shouts up, up and away and flies off from his family car. I guess yeah. secret identities mean nothing. It's fine. He lands at the bank. Um, a, like three of the gang that were robbing the place come smashing out of the windows. Yeah. Uh, they've been Looks thrown through cool. by some unseen power. But then uh, his wife jumps out and she's all dressed in a superhero costume as well. And she is just beating the shit out of these criminals while they have an argument about who should have been responding to these crimes. Yes. Again, secret identities, folks. So yeah. clearly, you know, it's the husband and wife pairing. It's mom and dad, and they are secretly superheroes. They are Bronze Eagle, and I guess we'll get to the name of the mom. <laughs> is it publicly known that they're married to each other, these two superheroes? I'm not uh, sure if it is. I'm not sure if it is, but e- even if it is, there is a level of, like, sense and <laughs> that you would bring to bear on the situation. Like, So they're beating up these baddies in earshot of the baddies, obviously, and they're bickering yeah. about, like, chores and who did what. and who the did rest the laundry. Of the yeah, like um, the rest of the family. It would be like if Batman and Robin were beating up thugs and bickering about, like, Alfred's yeah. cooking or yeah. something. And it would be like, the, the, the thugs, as their ears filled with blood, would be like, well... I'm pretty yeah. sure I can figure out who well, Batman is. From as Batman punched me in the stomach, he complained to Robin. He said that uh, Wayne Manor isn't a party pad for all his, <laughs> for all his friends to crash at. Um, Which I thought know. was an odd thing for Batman to say. <laughs> but then I started to put two and two together. But unfortunately, he punched me in the head again. And yeah. all, my, all my thoughts leaked out of my ear. <laughs> um, you left me technically alive, so it's fine. At least like Bronze Eagle's mask covers half his face. His mum, uh, the mum's mask... Yeah. is like the sort of face paint you would get done at the county fair. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if you asked to have like a butterfly drawn on your face in yes, face paint, yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah. what she's got going on. Yeah, so that's, that's the vibe. It's very much uh, obvious who she is, I think. Yeah, so they, they beat up the thugs. Uh, they do some cool action stuff, like a van tries to get away and Bronze Eagle simply holds out his palm and stops it. With a single finger. With a single finger, and it's pretty cool. It's yeah. like, she lifts the van up uh, by the front bumper, and everyone falls out of the back of it. The police yeah. arrest them, and then she's got like a crime motorcycle that zooms off at the speed of light, and he flies off. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Well. Her, yeah. her like speed of it's like the Tron bike. It's like, yeah. like kind of leaves a light trail. It's awesome. Um, but crucially, Malcolm has slipped through the net. Uh, yeah, he's seen talking to some police, and he's like, well. As an innocent bystander, mm. I really have as an nothing. innocent as an innocent bystander who is on all the CCTV tapes <laughs> in the bank, <laughs> demanding cash at the counter. <laughs> the I bank. had nothing to do with this. Well, What's that? The the van that they tried to escape <laughs> in had my company's logo on it, registered to my name. 
I don't, no, 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 innocent bystander. I'm pretty sure when a bank gets robbed, it's standard police protocol for the police to let everyone go yeah. without talking to them or taking an official statement or finding out their name or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so he's he's got off scot free, but the yeah. three of his gang have been arrested. Anyway, that that's does, enough. That's, that's enough of that scene. <laughs> now it's time for the soccer game. Um, so. Jim, aka Bronze Eagle, uh, gets to the soccer game. He's a bit late. Call him Bronze Eagle. (laughs) Call him Bronze Eagle. Let's never say Dad. Let's say Bronze Eagle. Bronze Eagle. So Bronze Eagle is at the soccer game watching his son Scott play. Uh, Scott won't pass to Amy, the girl from earlier, because he wants to prove that he's the better shooter. Instead, he sort of misses. Yeah. Um, But then, like a a flash of, of glorious light, his brother, Adam, flashes in and uh, sits next to the dad in the bleachers surrounded by people. (laughs) Bronze Eagle says, I wish you wouldn't do that. Someone will see. And then Adam says, I zip around at the speed of light. No one will see. And if they do, I'll simply electrocute their brains. (laughs) He says, I can simply, quote, fry a couple of brain cells, baby. Relax. I zip around at nearly the speed of light. Nobody's going to see me. And if they do... I just fry a couple of brain cells, baby. Woo! So, so that's that's troubling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, the problem isn't that you're going to be seen moving at the speed of light. The problem is that there was no one sat where you're sitting, and then like one frame of animation later, yeah, there's a suddenly, person there. Suddenly, you were you were there, and, and the, yeah, to... and the next thing that you do, having just appeared here, is like generate some electricity bef- between your fingers and go like and, bzz, bzz, yeah. bzz. and say some sort of threatening stuff about zapping people's brains yeah which you know but dad sorry Trouble. bronze eagle is just like oh what's he like and yeah. they have a bit of a chat which is a bit of useful exposition obviously the clock is ticking and the scene has to end in within moments but we do just before it ends find out a little bit about what's going on with scott so we learn that scott's being part of this superhero family Mm-hmm. Uh, should be getting his powers any day now. Yeah, if they um, don't get their powers before the age of fourteen, it's a kind of it's a Halloween Town situation. Sure. If they don't get their powers before they turn fourteen, they they That's won't it. get them ever. That's it. You're never gonna you're never gonna have powers. Yeah, and Sorry it's so it. the older brother Adam, he's got powers. He can um, run super fast. He's a speedster. Yeah, uh, like the Flash or A Train from the and board. also can do electricity. Yeah, uh, the little sister got her powers when she was two. She has um, laser vision, heat yep. vision. So she can set things on fire with her eyes. Yeah, uh, but Scott, awesome. no sign of anything. Can't and it's anything. his 14th birthday in like three days. Yeah. So what Scott can do, however, is be terrible at soccer. So, yes. uh, yeah, he's kind of like flubbed out. Supernaturally terrible at soccer, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> Does it count? His, that's his gift. Bad at soccer, man. Um, apparently the bank, the bank robbery wasn't planned. Uh, Quinn is complaining about how the the program didn't work, but apparently it's specifically designed to work on adolescent brains. And yes. Nina didn't mention this yes. to Quinn because she didn't think he would go and try and rob banks with it. Yeah, we're back in the laser quest now. And we're starting to get a bit more information about Malcolm and Nina, this kind mm-hmm. of villainous duo. Basically, Nina loves the environment for real. And is she thinks that she's making a software program that is going to brainwash people into protecting the environment yeah she thinks the only way and to be fair i think this yeah. is this is a reasonable uh position to land on the Bro- only way to get people to care about the environment is to brainwash to them. brainwash them into doing it i mean yeah. look provably true right targets mm-hmm. are being missed it's time for nina software <laughs> i agree yeah um but malcolm 
is uh, twisting this software to devious ends for his own personal gain. And Nina doesn't really know this because I guess yeah. she... Well, I don't know. I guess it's not really explained. There's simply no time. The scene's But over. he's he's very manipulative. He's saying, like, the they need money in order to get computers yes, to every yes, kid yes. in the world. So that's why mm-hmm. they need to be robbing banks and so forth. Yeah. So, so um, but anyway, see, scene over. There's no time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at home. Uh, this is where we first meet the little sister, uh, Scott's little sister, who can shoot lasers from her eyes. She's kind yeah. of setting fire to some of her mum's things. Yeah, uh, um, Adam sets the table at the speed of light. Yep. Um, the news is on. The the news is on the TV. Uh, the bank robbery is being covered. Um, <laughs> Mom and Dad are on the news. The news ticker. <laughs> the news ticker shows picture of their pictures of them and their superhero names. We see the dad, along with the on screen text Bronze Eagle. Bronze Eagle, resplendent in his superhero name. And then we see Mom on the news with the typoed text. <laughs> warrior women <laughs> from the same okay at this point you've never heard it in the film before <laughs> so for all you know for her name you know. is warrior women yeah. <laughs> her name her name is supposed to be warrior woman clearly but yeah. due, due to a just I, I mean i guess just a, a lack of oversight a total lack of <laughs> given <laughs> Like, there was simply no time to read anything <laughs> there was simply no time to read the two words <laughs> there was and simply no time to get our female lead's name right yeah. so anyway she is formally introduced to the audience as warrior women so that's good yeah. well, well, so done, good. well done everyone <laughs> no, no notes <laughs> meanwhile Scott is in his room sketching superhero costumes his dad comes in to sort of be supportive and he's mm. like maybe you missed that shot earlier because you had super strength coming on and it caused you to get to get a bad kick yeah and he all but kind of like grabs scott by the shoulders and is like do you think that was the case son? Was that do it think, scott do you think that was it do you think that was it do you think that was the sort of why why, why scott you're gonna but get powers a, son it's okay because his mum and the dad they've been thinking about an, a superhero name for scott when he gets his powers you know your mother and i have been thinking about a name for you and what do you think about the destroyer the destroyer which i mean that doesn't sound like a superhero name <laughs> to me what do you think about annihilation how about apocalypse <laughs> dark side <laughs> any good. of these look any of these sound good the last one in every generation to get powers has to be a supervillain that has to be evil. that's the rule so um dad's do it dad's basically doing like the world's worst pep talk because scott's like dad i don't think i'm gonna get I'm not super sure powers. if i'm getting and but, dad's but wait like, does don't, don't ever say that. Don't you say that. Don't, don't you ever say that. Don't say that, Scott, because I would be brutally disappointed if you weren't to get superpowers. He's like, but Dad, maybe, does does anyone ever get their powers after their first 14th birthday? And the Dad's like, no. Oh, no. There's but, simply no way. But he says, he says some people don't get powers until the very day before their 14th birthday. And Scott yeah. goes, really? His eyes lighting up with hope again. Yeah. Really? Can you give me examples? And Dad goes, "Oh yeah, Flame Guy, Rocket Man, Jello Girl, which are the names most he have clearly na- made up on made the up names I've ever." Oh, oh yeah, uh, uh, tra- trousers man, l- uh, wardrobe girl, lamp lad, <laughs> poster, ch- poster child. That's um, a good one. Scott boy, <laughs> Dad, Bronze Eagle. <laughs> Shoelace. <laughs> C- 
Captain Shoelace. <laughs> well, I've got to go, son. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Shoelace didn't get his powers until the very last minute. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're getting... From, from the hallway, he shouts, uh, Stairman! <laughs> Bannister boy! <laughs> Bannister boy! <laughs> Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, what his encouraging pep talk has basically underlined the fact to Scott that he better manifest some powers pretty fucking soon, or else he's out of the family. Yeah, um, the the dad is like he's talking a big game in terms of like we love you no matter what, but it is very very clear from his kind of twitching eyes and desperate yeah. attitude that he really really badly. Uh, wants Scott to get powers. And that is underlined in, get, you guessed it, the next scene. Well, I mean, sorry, in the middle of the, in the in middle of this, there is a four-second scene where the... Um, is there? Yeah, the, the, yeah <laughs> it, where the, the Earth protectors are what? hacking into the prison's computer system. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Right. So there's a four-second scene in the middle of this of the Earth protectors hacking into the prison's computer system, then back to the original scene that we were in. Yes. So, so just bear in mind they're into the the prison's computer system. Yeah. So, yeah, so Scott is sad. He's got a little shrine to his dad in his bedroom, which is a bit sad and weird. Um, downstairs, Scott uh, overhears, he eavesdrops uh, on mum and dad talking uh, because mum's mm. like, we should cancel his birthday party because he's not going to manifest any powers and he's going to be humiliated. It's still his birthday. <laughs> no, he's going to be We're going to cancel the party. There's nothing humiliating about cancelling your party because you didn't do anything special. Because you suck and aren't good like the rest yeah. of us. And Dad's like, no, 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 no. Let's give it one more day. Please, just one more day. One more roll of the dice for him we to We just get need a glimpse of some kind of power just for us even, to have that party. If Any glimpse, glimpse and we can have the kick-ass party. And Scott, hearing this, gets a sad idea. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it, I mean, I've got the next scene being him unscrewing the door, but am I wrong? Is there a four-second scene of the Earth Protectors up to something? No, no. The next scene is him uh, using an electric okay, uh, cool. screwdriver to remove screws yes. from the door so he can pull it off the wall and pretend like he's strong. Yeah, which he does when uh, Grandma and Grandpa come round. Uh, to, so you know we meet some more members of the family mm-hmm. grandpa and grandma walk walk in uh and scott comes in from the garden and what's this the door that he's sort of unscrewed and loosened he pulls it off with it, enormous strength wow yeah. like that hey grandpa It's a bit weird because there is also a little bit of wire work involved in this scene. Yeah, so it sort of flies off backwards in a way that wouldn't happen unless he did actually have super strength. Yes, but canonically, he doesn't. It was a fake out. But the family look on. I mean, it's Everyone's very excited. Everyone is so happy. They're so Weaved in smiles. They're like, wow, Scott. I didn't want to say it in case you didn't get powers, but boy, we would have we would have killed and eaten you if you didn't get powers. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have powers, I would have burned your brain out of your skull with my laser vision. So everyone's happy now, although Scott is now officially living a lie. They're all eating a big spread of green food. Yeah. Which helps them keep up their powers, apparently. There's they, a green drink. 
They're it's all eating spinach puffs. They, like, they say that it's like all spinach, but it's clearly mostly broccoli. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like broccoli spinach doesn't look like spinach on screen. You've got to use broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, they're all sort of chatting happily around the table. The grandmother says that they had Spider-Man this and Mary the- Jane over for dinner last this night. This is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is it now. <laughs> they say hi. In a way, in fact, let's throw to the ad because I don't want anything getting in the way. I don't want to feel like there's any time pressure to stop talking about this wild swing that the movie Uh, makes. Okay. This episode of Mom Can't Cook is sponsored by ZocDoc. Now, this is a service available to our US listeners. It's a kind of search engine for doctors. uh, Yeah, and it's got some pretty cool features. So often... If you find yourself with some sort of medical malady, you might find yourself going on TikTok and like putting in hashtag weird hand. Don't do that. And then you look at a bunch of TikTok videos about weird hands and you end up like making it worse. Yeah. Do not do that. Do not do that. Do not listen to TikTok. (laughs) Do not listen to TikTok and what they say about hands because it's full of questionable advice from people who aren't experts. There are better ways to get the answers you want. And the care that you deserve from trusted professionals and not random TikTokers on the internet. Yeah. Don't be Googling symptoms, folks. Instead, yeah. turn to ZocDoc, which helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialise in the care you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. Yep, ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun, including weird hands. Hashtag weird hand is not ZocDoc's hashtag. It's not one they've asked us to say. Just so ignore that and go to ZocDoc.com slash MCC and download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within twenty-four hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MCC. ZocDoc.com slash MCC. All right, welcome back. So, so, so canonically, Spider-Man <laughs> and Mary Jane Watson, his wife, went the so the 20, 20 something New York <laughs> New York based photographer and his wife, uh, the alter ego of Spider-Man. They went round to lunch at the California home of these septuagenarian <laughs> people who also have a secret identity. Um, and then at some point, some unspecified point during the evening, <laughs> Spider-Man got webs all over the carpet. Oh, we had Spider-Man and Mary Jane over for dinner last night. They say hi. <laughs> Any idea how to take webs out of the carpet? <laughs> Ice and club soda, they come right up. <laughs> She asks, how, she asks, how do you get webs out of a carpet? So presumably at one point, <laughs> Spider-Man uncontrollably sprayed webs all over her carpet. We don't know it was uncontrollable. It could have been malicious. <laughs> he could have been trying to demonstrate a, a, a cool trick. <laughs> also, <laughs> so we don't, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Why was Spider-Man at Grandpa and Grandma's? Why was he shooting his web into the carpet? <laughs> but, no, oh, hang on. <coughs> hang on. Don't Spider-Man's webs famously dissolve harmlessly? Yeah, after like 12 hours or something. <laughs> I don't think this was Spider-Man. 
they were walking down Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard and there was a man in a Spider-Man costume. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, Spider-Man, a fellow superhero, just like us. Oh, like us, you can come to... He's come like, oh, yeah, dinner. that's me, big, big hero. <laughs> and then, then he threw, threw up all over the <laughs> Is that your is that your web Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got anything to drink? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... if you're wondering, by the way, the secret to getting webs out of the carpet is ice and club soda, and they lift right out. Apparently. <laughs> Implies that Spider-Man has been around everyone's <laughs> house. He's done it before. And short web is everybody's carpet. It's it's not. It sticks to whatever he fires it at, so it hasn't like fallen off the ceiling or wall. He's deliberately <laughs> yeah, fired it into the carpet. Look, he's look. We know Spider-Man's agility. We know his aim. The only way Spider-Man gets web in the carpet is if he wants web in the carpet. <laughs> Maybe he'd been drinking. <laughs> Maybe they're liberal with the wine at the um, the oh. steel condor house. Hall. I think like he probably sort of has a very fast metabolism and doesn't really get drunk. But I can That's imagine true. he gets surly and it's like a nice carpet you got there. It's <laughs> a shame if someone it's all whipped it all up. Web the web the. <laughs> f- out of your <laughs> He's whipped. I think the other thing that like MJ's there as well. Yeah, right. So awkward for MJ. I imagine she's just like silently eating her potatoes while. <laughs> Spider-Man's you, you, like You always do this <laughs> Oh shut up Mary Jane Let That's me enjoy right. myself for once You never supported me <laughs> Oh big time Hollywood actress Doesn't <laughs> think it's cool for me to spray my My fantastic webs into Into these people's cups <laughs> I tell you what Mary Jane You invent web fluid and you Maybe you can invent one that's easier to like. clean out of a carpet. But guess what? My webs are for webbing up the Green Goblin. Not for being easily cleaned out of this idiot's shag pile. No I know offense. what you're thinking. My webs dissolve. Well, guess what? I brewed up a special formula that doesn't dissolve and I brought that canister to your house to web into your carpet. Because you have never respected me. Also, if they're coming round... It's not Peter Parker and MJ, it's Spider-Man and MJ. And if they're coming round for a meal, <laughs> he's then he's got, to, he's got to do this meal with his mask pulled over his mouth. <laughs> he's, he's pouring soup into the, <laughs> into the mouth. <laughs> pushing French fries through the gap in the eye hole. MJ's like, Spider-Man, I think we're safe to take the mask off. He's in front of uh, Steel Condor. <laughs> No. <laughs> he silently releases a stream of wet fluid into the carpet. <laughs> Do you know, like, I'm imagining it's not like a single jet. Of, it's not like a kind of like that. It's more like silly string. It's like a it's like, it's like it's like a fire extinguisher. Yeah, like it just keeps going. A foam extinguisher just keeps going keeps, until the canister's empty. And as the canister empties, it kind of sputters a bit. And then there's a <laughs> silence. And then more comes out. Well, well we've had a, a lovely evening. Well, I think I should be taking Peter home now. Ice yeah. and club soda, his final words as he slams the door. <laughs> 
Okay. So, so that's the in-universe side of this. Now let's talk about how Up, Up and Away is part of the MCU. And <laughs> I, I think technically Sony should be getting a piece. It's so throughout this throughout this film they reference other superheroes in a way in such a cavalier way a reckless abandon I'm like can you do that can you just say like they talk about being friends with Superman and the Green Hornet they you, mention the Fantastic Four <laughs> it's DC and Marvel it's all over the place I think you could do it then when like superhero franchises weren't worth the paper that the contract was written on right yeah because like Marvel's selling everything off at this point. And Fox is snapping it up. They're about to make X-Men and X2. Right. So but then you they're know. sat around the dinner table. Scott goes off to, um, they're like, oh, Scott, give us a, a demonstration of your flying because his sister saw him trying to fly. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'll go and get my training cape. He goes back upstairs. And then the granddad starts loudly complaining about super- Superman. <laughs> well, the thing is that because of the current state of superhero media in pop culture, right? Mm. Like... The very first one that they name drop is Spider-Man, and it's a ways into the movie. So they name drop Spider-Man, and you're like, okay, and that's sort of fixed in your mind. So when when Grandpa then is like, oh, Superman stole my Man of Steel shtick. Because he's the Steel Condor, and then Clark Kent turned up and started calling himself the Man of Steel. My reaction was just that Grandpa has lost it and was lying, because that's clearly (laughs) DC. So, you know, he's like, oh, Superman wouldn't let me do this. It's like, well... I know Superman's not real in Up, Up and Away because I know that Spider-Man is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also uh, Up, Up and Away is a Superman catchphrase from like the Superman radio serials and it was used in the comics as well. It's absolutely a line that Superman uses. So Uh I think it's a bit rich that Grandad is complaining about Superman stealing his steel gimmick when his son is running around shouting Superman's catchphrases. Okay, that, that, is a, that is actually a great point. Okay, right. If you There's no time carpets. to do the rest of the film, unfortunately. So, uh, Yeah, oh, right. So, yeah, uh, Scott oh, um, is trying to convince his family <laughs> that he can fly. So what he does, right, using his uh, super brain, yep. is he th- throws a soccer ball at a tree. Yes. It makes sort of tree sounds. Yeah. The family are all like, oh. He hits Scott, a tree. Scott must have taken off through the tree. And died. And, the, <laughs> and then they run outside and don't see Scott. So they're like, wow, he really did it. <laughs> I guess he's not in the tree. He must be in the sky. <laughs> there are two possibilities. One, he's in the tree. Two, he's soaring fantastically <laughs> through space. <laughs> I guess if pushed, there's a third possibility that he's not flying. <laughs> He's lurking shamefully around the corner, which is actually the correct option. And then he sort of sneaks up behind them uh, Mm -hmm. and kind of does a little jump and a hop. And when he lands on the ground again, he goes like, ta-da! Oh, landed. Oh. Yeah. And they all turn around and are like, wow, son, you really did it. Yeah. We love you so much. All the superheroes are like, well, seems real to me. Yeah. Uh, The sister isn't convinced and granddad is also not convinced because he saw the the loose screws. He tells uh, Scott that a superhero is not supposed to lie. And Scott is like, but I wanted the party and dad would be embarrassed in front of all of his friends. And granddad is like, all right, but you gotta, you got to come clean sooner or later. Scott, a superhero is not supposed to lie. I know, but I had to. They were going to end up canceling the party. Look, the party is in honor of you becoming a superhero. Getting your powers. But dad was going to be embarrassed in front of all his friends. I couldn't just let him down like that. Grandpa... Please don't say anything. Look, I, I'll tell mom and dad right after the party's over, okay? Please. 
Next scene. All right. <laughs> Next scene. Scott is on the Earth Protector's hypnosis computer. Yes, he's doing his no homework. no one at the school has vetted. He's doing his homework, so he fires up the software and is immediately brainwashed. This kind of takes the form of him going a bit sort of slack-jawed, kind of gaping at the screen. Yeah. Dad sees this, but mm-hmm. he is going to conveniently forget that he's seen it for plot reasons until yeah. quite a bit later in the film. He okay. says, Scott, how can you stare at the screen so mindlessly? It's like it has you mesmerised. M- mesmerised. Well, better not think any more about that. <laughs> well, Dad rem- Dad sort of thinks about it in a limited capacity because he's like, mesmerised. Hang on, the people, the tellers at the bank said that they were mesmerised by hmm. their computers. And from this, he deduces that he thinks that there is... A, a villainous computer expert on yes. the loose. Uh, he goes downstairs to find um, Adam, who is watching the news. Uh, he sees that all the bank robbery suspects escaped. Their cells opened automatically. Oh. They're calling it a computer malfunction. Mm. And uh, Bron- Bronze Eagle says, hmm, would you mind going by the bank with me before school, Adam? I And then there's a sort of whooshing sound. And then Adam is stood next to him in sort of bizarre steampunk <laughs> fetish gear. <laughs> He says, yeah. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> he, is, he, he has adopted his superhero guys. Silver charge. Silver charge. Name. So they go to the bank to investigate. <laughs> Maybe there was a problem with the computers, thinks Bronze Eagle. Silver charge, take a look. So uh, Adam walks over to the computer. He says, and then you, he says the words, I'm on it. <laughs> and then he uses electricity to explode the computer. <laughs> And then that's that scene. It's not. It's not quick either. He's like, it's like, hmm. Silver charge. Can you do some analysis on the computer? And uh, and silver charge is like, I'm on it. And then he goes like that and does some sort of electricity. People in the bed, you know, it's like, oh, the, the computer is bathed in electrical light. People are kind of gathering around to look and they're like, hmm, what's he doing? I guess he's reading the hard drive. I guess he's extracting mm. the data. This is pretty cool. He's doing like computer telepathy. And then the whole thing just kind of like explodes and Silver Charge is like, shrug. Yeah. <laughs> and then the scene ends. It's like, oh, um, yeah. there might be some files on this laptop. Luke, why don't you go and investigate it? And you're like, don't worry, Andy, I'm on it. And then you go over with a hammer and <laughs> smash the laptop smash to the pieces. Thing. And then I'm like, shrug. And then you say what Bronze Eagle says, which is... Sometimes he gets a little excited. So, Silver Charge is a liability. Yeah, I I think... think, um, You know how um, things like, you know, uh, the Avengers Civil War and the sort of the Watchmen thing, the Superhero Registration Acts, demanding some sort of oversight of superheroes. Oh... I think I think it's not necessarily a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is like follow them around and listen to what they're saying. You'll get the <laughs> you'll get their whole superhero registration. Yeah. He's like, anyway, Dad. Uh, I mean, uh, Br- Bronze Eagle. <laughs> anyway, Jim. Uh, I mean, Bronze Dad. I yeah. mean, Jim Eagle. <laughs> How about our son Scott not getting his powers? It's pretty yeah. weird. It's pretty messed up. How about our address twenty one thirty two Maple Drive? I mean, what? I mean. So anyway, there's no time. That scene's over. What they're a, back what, at school. One more thing I want to say about this scene is that seeing obviously their costumes are a little low budget, but their canonical powers are immense. Like yes. uh Bronze Eagle. The dad is the dad is Superman, the mum is yeah. Wonder Woman, the yeah. older brother is the Flash. Yeah. Like their their powers but the Flash are, with like electric powers as well. Their powers are vast. And when you see them walking around in this sort of provincial bank 
that's when that really drove home to me. That was the point in the film where I realised how odd it is that these planet cracking <laughs> heroes are exclu- exclusively protecting uh, this like small American town. Yeah. And there's t- absolutely loads of them in this small suburban town, as we find out later. Yeah. Like, it's just lousy with superheroes. It's so weird. It's like, it, you, I don't think he ever mentioned sort of New York or LA or the rest of the world or something. He, he like he kind of flies from place to place in this small town using his unbelievable powers and strength yeah. to kind of to stop what must be said are very, very petty <laughs> crimes. This bank robbery well, it, isn't even violent. Yeah, that's true. If there's if there's a if Superman and Spider Man both exist in this universe, then there is both a New York and a Metropolis. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, but I suppose also it is protected by them. So I guess maybe maybe yeah. this is the only corner of America left to protect. That's right. You just become a big fish in a small pond. It's like just... if, it's like if Batman only protected one mall, you know, or like a shopping yeah. center, you know, if like that was Batman's domain. <laughs> that was Batman's domain. <laughs> Yeah, he just stood like among the gargoyles on top of the of the Westfield Center. If he if he looked in the shadows behind a Starbucks, <laughs> waiting for kids to do skateboarding or something, <laughs> a child grabs a handful of pick and mix and, <laughs> and flees. A, a batarang wraps around their legs and they're hoisted into the sky. Fear me! I do. I do, Batman. I do, Batman. <laughs> Batman's just sat in the food court. <laughs> hey, you know, no, no scooters or skateboards in the centre. <laughs> the the Batmobile crashes through the wall. The, Vul- the Vulcan gun starts firing. <laughs> Little e-scooters are going like disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I love more Batman. <laughs> Bruce, oh, Bruce Wayne, more Batman. <laughs> so oh. we'll hunt him. The official, the official more cop. <laughs> on, a, on a segue, is like well. <laughs> we've, dis- we've decided that the mall cops aren't working anymore so every mall in america will receive its own batman i imagine though that the mall cops have a sort of uneasy relationship with batman like some of them <laughs> think he's a vigilante bat signal and yeah. they can't deal with <laughs> <But> they- <laughs> oh my god oh. Like- we have to do more of the there's a, there's a guy in the cinema who's watching one film and then he's leaving and going into another film without buying a new ticket. We can't handle this on our own. Smash cut to him dangling upside down off the side of the mall. <laughs> Swear to me! So, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, oh yeah. Now I'm thinking about this small joker. <laughs> the clown prince of crime. <laughs> the clown prince of mall crime. The clown prince of mucking up this mall. He'll sort of run down the up escalator. And stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
putting the clothes in the wrong place. Yeah, he's like blocking up the toilets. <laughs> he's putting wads of paper towels in there. He's building build bears all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, that was that scene. Next scene, classroom. Now they're, they're back at school. All the kids are wearing blue. Um, it was implanted by the Darren Brown uh, CD-ROM. Um, yep. One kid didn't do his homework assignment and he's wearing red. So that's how you know that the minds of the school now belong to the uh, Earth pr- protectors. Yeah. Um, there's... Nina is like, hooray, what should we teach them first? Uh, recycling, composting, love of tofu. And Quinn is like... Anything we want in a very sinister way. Well, uh, I I don't want to jump ahead in case we're about to hop back to this and then hop back or something. But like, is this the point where we also see the the secret extra bit of programming that Malcolm added into the code? He says no. um, So there's another scene in the middle (laughs) again, which is um, Scott. uh, Scott's brother Adam is uh, is at school. I mean, the same school as his brother, despite being like. 20 i don't know anyway yeah. he's like how come you're wearing blue and they're like i don't know i don't know what you're talking about um but then a boy throws some wadded up aluminium foil at scott adam catches it and then staggers back his hand glowing now that you have these powers you're gonna have to be a lot more careful aluminum foil is the one thing that screws up our molecular structure too much of it can kill us. It turns out he explains that aluminium foil is the one thing that screws up our molecular structure. So he's the one thing that can yeah. kill us. He probably saved Scott's life by catching that. Although I well, guess did he because Scott doesn't. Scott have doesn't powers. have any power, so it doesn't affect him. So but uh, this is so tin foil. Luckily for the props department <laughs> and the budget of this film, <laughs> tin foil is their kryptonite. <laughs> but that's uh, that scene had sort of like rudely interrupted the other scene that we were talking about, which we go back to. Yes. Where it turns out that Quinn added something to uh, that day's lesson. As one, uh, the kids all turn and walk towards him. And then it turns out that they all have chocolate cravings. They're all buying and eating chocolate. So he can make the kids do whatever he wants. And he says that people will pay for that kind of influence. You can make them do anything I want them to do. <laughs> buy anything I want them to buy. Watch anything I want them to watch. And people will pay for that kind of influence. Exactly. You see, Nina's problem is she wants to do too much. I mean, she's not going to be happy until she's saved the ozone, fed the hungry, and made meat eating illegal. Me? I have much simpler desires. 10 or 20 billion dollars would make me incredibly happy. Um, so then that scene's over. Next uh, scene. cut to, we cut to the TV. The mum, dad and brother are on it, warning people that there's a new criminal mastermind in town. And he may or may not be good with computers. <laughs> he may have a computer program. And they have, don't worry everyone, they've developed an antivirus that will disable and destroy their brainwashing software. Uh, it turns out that's a lie. The dad can't program anything. The police don't know anyone who could <laughs> program an antivirus. And the only evidence of the virus was exploded by Silver Charge. So, yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> good job. Uh, also, the dad can't cook because he's overcooked a chicken. Ah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Classic. Okay, next scene. Garden. Next scene. It's time for the dad to give flying lessons to Scott. And uh, he, uh, he tells Scott not to slouch because nobody respects a superhero that slouches. Uh, that's what happened to your Uncle Freddy, says Grandad. That's why they kicked him out. Kicked him out of what? Don't know. <laughs> never explained. <laughs> Society? Never tell kicked him out of superhero-ness? I did a double the take. The Justice League? I did, I did a double take in this one, I was, at this point, because I was like, who's Uncle Fred? 
Is it mentioned before? It's a kind of we don't talk about Bruno moment, but imagine yeah. if there was no Bruno. Imagine if they did the song in Encanto, <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno, and then there was no Bruno. Well, yeah, they don't, but talk, they don't about talk about it. <laughs> Why would there be a Bruno? <laughs> we don't show or mention Bruno. After no, no. this song. <laughs> wow, it seemed like Bruno would maybe come back or be important <laughs> in some way. Nope. So yeah, nope. Uncle Fred. Speculate if you like, listener, what Uncle Fred did to get kicked out the family. We don't know. Yeah. Are there any superheroes called Fred? Uh, uh, Frederick Dukes, alias the Blob. There you go. A mutant whose, whose latent superhuman powers manifested themselves when he reached puberty. Ah, that's what he did. He blobbed in yeah. puberty. Oh my God. How about this? Earth 616 Fredzilla. Okay. Able, capable of trans- transforming himself into a Godzilla. That would get you kicked out. There you out. go. That would get you kicked out. Um, bo- yeah. Boomerang, the supervillain whose uh, powers are having a boomerang. Maybe maybe that was... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that's that's the kind of thing that gets you kicked out the family, but yeah. you'd want to kick him out the family, yeah, wouldn't you? That's he? true. Um, so he would come back. So yeah, he's, uh, the dad takes up the uh, his son, Scott, to do some flying lessons. He says you can't, take off, you can't practice taking off because you need to do that at night so that no one can see. Um, but... <laughs> But we can practice what, flying at any can time. Do, what we can do is take off. <laughs> he can because he's good at it. Um, but yeah, what we can do is fly about 5,000 feet off the ground, like clearly visible yeah. from the ground for everyone in a 10 mile radius. And I can, I can drop you over a field. <laughs> to- awful, lot of, awful lot of flying men over this one house. <laughs> is that the same house that they... Dug that enormous <laughs> grave. Yeah, yeah, same one. Yeah, well, they were burying tinfoil, so I guess now we know their weakness. <laughs> yeah, it well. should be easy enough to kill them. So, Dad's doing flying lessons. Scott's kind of flop- flopping around limply <laughs> in a kind of ragdolly way because he obviously can't fly. But the dad's like, see, we're doing it, son. We're both superheroes. And now the ultimate <laughs> test. Let me just let you go here and see if you live. <laughs> um. Yeah. Scott obviously can't fly. He doesn't have powers, so he just falls. <laughs> Screaming. Scre- screaming screaming to the, g- the ground smash cut like, smash cut to scott's soccer game they turn up uh scott is clearly shaken by his near-death experience <laughs> he seems to be limping the dad is confused he says it was like he's never flown before in his life oh well he's probably just excited for his big party it was like he's never flown before in his life i've never seen powers come and go like that don't be too hard on him maybe he's having trouble concentrating because he's so excited about tomorrow yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dad and Mum are having this loud conversation on the bleachers again <laughs> in front of. Yeah, in front saying, of. I've the never other seen superpowers come and go like that. If you watch the film, you can just look at the, the blank expressions on the extras behind, who are like two inches from their head. Well, just probably like Adam has electrocuted their brains. So, oh yeah, that's, that's true. Raised their memories. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, um, at uh, Evil Malcolm's um, Laser Quest Center, <laughs> him and his sidekick are putting their plan into motion. Uh, if today goes well, we'll have a superhero or two to provide muscle for our schemes, uh, says Malcolm. The only sticking point is Nina. Anyway, that's that scene. <laughs> Next scene. Is it the party? It is. The birthday the party. party is in full swing. There yeah. are other superheroes there. And let me tell you, this is a bunch of superheroes of varying levels of attention to detail. <laughs> Shall we list off some of the superheroes that we saw in this scene? I would love to. There is a knockoff Reed Richards called Reach. A stretchy, stretchy man. Yep. Yeah. There's a guy with massive ears. There are two sort of ghosts. 
<laughs> translucent people. Yeah. One of them has a lowercase a on his chest. Ah, so of course. Make of that lowercase a man. Uh, there's a Roman centurion. <laughs> he's my favourite. <laughs> he's my favourite because he's. You're probably imagining a like kind of Maximus, you know, like kind of gladiator yeah. thing. But you know, he's a, you know, he's a sort of just like a middle-aged dude, just, just as a Roman age century. sort of paunchy guy wearing a, a Roman centurion Halloween costume. Yeah, and you know, he's just kind of grazing at the bottom. <laughs> he's just going through the G circulating. <laughs> um, there's a guy in a chauffeur's outfit. <laughs> There's a man in, like, one of those inflatable Superman costumes where the, the arm muscles are all big because you've pumped it up with air. Um, there's a real Halloween town energy here, I've got to say. Yes. So, okay. Dad makes Scott do a superhero pledge. It is a pledge to uphold the superhero kind of virtues. Yeah. And that includes telling the truth and basically yeah. not lying and being a good upright truth, person truth justice and integrity and they they there bestow upon him warrior, warrior woman and bronze eagle warrior bestow women. A, <laughs> warrior women and bronze eagle bestow upon him the name of warrior eagle <laughs> recognizing scott's unique talents warrior woman and i have decided to name him warrior eagle I mean, it's better than... What were they calling him? Apocalypse? <laughs> Annihilator. What they yeah. Eat death. Yeah. yeah. Murder, murder kill. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, it, yeah, it's like, oh, and the, the cardinal virtues of a superhero. Truth, justice, and integrity. And then uh, Scott says, oh, Dad, I've got to tell you something. And he's like, say, I did say the oath. Say the say, oath. Say the oath. Dad's like, now you say the oath, son. Yep. Everyone's looking. Yep. And Scott caves under pressure, especially from his dad. Yeah. This is quite a bad dad. He's quite a bad. He's yeah. Dad. I mean, he's yeah. sort of outwardly projecting, like, oh, I don't care what, whatever makes you happy, son. But like, very obviously, inwardly, he wants nothing more than his son to be a superhero, and he is hugely disappointed in him. Yeah, and it, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, he's not really going to apologise for that or grow in any, <laughs> in any particular Well, way. he's Bronze Eagle. He's a f flawless paragon. He's fine, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to come back to the party scene, but obviously we can't just have the whole party scene. No, we have to interrupt it with a scene of the Earth Protectors doing some nonsense. Yeah, so Malcolm, Malcolm in doing some 3D chess villainy, decides that he's going to blow up his own lair with Nina in it. Yes. So that... When superheroes arrive mm -hmm. at the scene of the disaster, she can put a tracking device on one of them. Yeah. This totally supposes that Nina will survive <laughs> the explosion, right? which as Malcolm walks away and like, you know, he sort of hits the detonator is absolutely enormous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the lair yeah. is, you know, exploding. Nina's coughing. She's trapped in the flaming warehouse. Back at the party... Yeah everyone's like stupid rings and necklaces and iPads go off alerting them of the date of the danger. There doesn't one of them, one of them has like an LED strip light wrapped around, wrapped around, their, wrapped arm. around their arm. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> unspecified danger. There's no like readout telling you what it is or where it is. It's just like strip lights Wouldn't, going off. Well, I guess it, some danger happened. It's a, it's an organizational disaster to have every superhero get an alert for the same crime. There doesn't seem to be any kind of assignment system. So I guess it's it's first come, first served. Because uh, Bronze Eagle is like, oh, I'd better handle this. 
but he doesn't tell any of the other superheroes and none of them seemed like that bothered about taking it like didn't did no one else fancy the bank job is that why none of the rest of them were, <laughs> yeah. were there I, I, okay oh wait 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 maybe the superheroes come from all over the world or all over america right and it's a proximity thing ah, so it's not their beat it's not their beat that's right it's not their beat but all of their things are going off because it's a nearby crime right of course okay. it's just so a, it's just a crime detector yes it detects crime obviously it doesn't tell them what the crime is so they turn on the news and luckily <laughs> luckily the news is far is there faster than bronze eagle in this remote warehouse in this, so the news has raced to this explosion this one is, second later so so they're like oh warrior eagle should do it aka yeah. scott because this is like a woman in a burning building that's superhero in 101 so yeah, that's what reach the stretchy one says yeah so <laughs> good to know you're all taking this seriously woman in a burning building superhero 101 huffing and puffing adam sort of gets on his bmx and starts laboriously cycling to the crime scene but wait first he has to do the oh, fake right. football through the tree so everyone thinks he's flown there. it's so half-hearted he sort of weakly throws <laughs> a ball into a tree and it lands in the swimming pool and then he said all the superheroes come out and look at the sky wow he really flew and in the background he just sort of puffs and puffs away on his bmx cycling up a hill on his bmx nina by this point is surely dead well then they cut to the superheroes are all standing around the tv watching this woman burn to death going wow where's scott He's really taking his time. Adam, who could be there, rescue the woman and be back in the room in one second, is sitting there watching this on TV, going like, wow, that woman's really burning up. Where's where's Scott? Monstering cheese cubes. Yeah. It's like, come on, Scott, you're really you're really screwing the pooch on this one. Scott does eventually make it to the scene, but he's barred from entering by a firefighter for being a normal child. But luckily he he can run in a big circle. Which he does. So, so the firefighters at this point have not rescued anyone from the building, but they have let the boy go in. <laughs> he runs in, and the firefighters, they are minus the firefighters one on like, oh, oh, beans! A kid <laughs> just ran in. <laughs> Boss, it happened again. <laughs> well, you're wearing you're wearing like fire protective gear. Yeah, but I don't want to go in there. It's so hot. It's burning my fingers. <laughs> it's really thirsty. It's all smoky. I don't like it. So, so Scott Scott walks into the building and walks up to Nina. There is some sort of hand-wavy reason why they can't just walk back the way that they yep. just came. Some fire Scott, happens. Yeah, Scott says, well, I guess we're not getting back that way, even though nothing has visibly happened. Um, but obviously... Nina is a bit disappointed to see Scott because she's expecting and hoping, and I suppose relying for her life on being rescued by a superhero, but here is a boy with no superpowers. Yeah. But Scott does have bravery. Yeah. So he says, let's climb up this ladder. And they climb up a ladder. The ladder that she's stood next to and hasn't climbed for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So they, they get onto the roof. They, there's a fire hose that Scott has grabbed. Yeah, they sort of die hard of, off the side of the building using yeah, the fire like, hose. Like, a, like, imagine die hard, but like John McClane is very scared. Imagine how he would do it then. Yeah. Very gingerly going off the side of the building. <laughs> and sort of sliding down the side of the building, like sobbing. And... <laughs> yeah. And then after about two feet, he runs out of hose and kind of just dangles there weeping. Yeah. Until Bronze Eagle flies in and catches them. And he sort of uh, sets, sets down yeah. Nina and Scott. Uh, Scott's mask has fallen off. Um, yes. while he was sort of falling down the side of the building and crying um 
and he takes he takes Scott away for a superheroic bollocking. But Nina, <laughs> she sort of picks up the mask from the ground and she looks to the sky. So. Yeah. Now you would imagine the next scene will be Nina doing something, but no, we have to. That yeah. we're going to do some more scenes and then that scene. <laughs> we're going to watch the superheroic bollocking first. Yeah. So this bollocking is back at the house. Scott's getting the bollocking you would imagine from his parents, who yeah. are like, "You could have, you could have gotten yourself killed, and Nina killed." And all for this ridiculous lie where when we don't care whether you have superpowers. And I've just got written down that I think this bollocking would have more impact if they weren't stood there in their impressive superhero <laughs> Resplendent in their glorious. <laughs> Radiating power and strength. The verily gods among us. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adam, Silver Charge, is like, uh, so anyway, should I go to the scene of the fire and erase the memories of the people who saw Scott? And the dad's like, nah. So that's that. So that's that. Secret identities. Mm. What even are they? Uh, then we have a four second scene reminding us that Nina has the mask. Um, yes. Which, I mean, She's... only happened 10 seconds ago. So <laughs> probably don't need reminding of that. But then that's that scene. So we cut to the car. Uh, Amy's mum is talking about the news. Everyone saw um, Scott being a, a little jabroni With on the it. news. Yeah. Um, everyone's dunking on massively. him. Randy especially. And then Bronzy went to totally save his yeah. butt. Help me! Save me! I'm in a burning building! Knock is it off, Randy! It's not his fault he didn't get his superpowers when he was... You're right. Total loser. Scene over. They're at school. There's new software for everyone from... Uh, I, the school has now completely abrogated all educational responsibility to uh, Planet Savers or whatever they're called. Yeah, Planet Express. Planet, what are they called? Uh, Planet, the glo- um, Global Earth Gladiators. Protectors. Uh, that was it. Earth, Earth Protectors. Earth protectors. <laughs> the, the school has now surrendered all education <laughs> to this guy in a van. <laughs> this guy in a van who showed up with a load of personal computers. It's <laughs> a wicked cool CD-ROMs. Anyway, they've got new software for everyone. It's their it's their homework. So yep. uh, there's a short scene where um, uh, Scott's granddad explains to him that it's not the cape that makes a superhero or the powers. Yeah. Uh, although it very very clearly is. Um, and then <laughs> we see all the kids loading up their CD-ROMs and being hypnotized, uh, being brainwashed. S- Scott is hypnotized and brainwashed. He goes to his mother's purse and he steals all of the monies. We also see Randy and Amy doing the same to their parents' wallets. Yep. Kids all, all over. All the doing kids the same. in school are robbing their folks blind. Um, so Scott is about to leave the house with his backpack full of ill-gotten, stolen cash, mm-hmm. but he's busted because his sister uses x-ray vision yeah with my x-ray vision i can see money in your bag she says Scott, you didn't no way wait a minute with my x-ray vision i can see money in your backpack so scott's in uh, trouble again he's punished yeah. for stealing and lying he's banned from soccer for at least a month yeah um, which is fine because he sucks at it yeah. but all the other kids uh go to school and mindlessly hand over cash in envelopes to the earth protectors yeah. who were just stood there collecting envelopes <laughs> yeah, full, full of, of cash. cash. The teacher walks past and is like, Good. wow, you're really getting through to these kids. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the bars are open, so. <laughs> okay, now in a brief scene, back in, back in the warehouse, Nina. Is this the same warehouse that just got blown up? I think so. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> They're back in the warehouse. 
Nina has found Scott and she's found Scott by running his mask yep. through facial recognition. She's created a 3D scan of his mask and she is yes. comparing that 3D scan against low resolution yearbook photos of every child who goes to school. You could presumably also do this for Bronze Eagle or any mask, right? But no, you'd need to you'd need to scan the tiny individual bumps on the mask. Yeah, because those tiny individual bumps are yeah. represented in the photos there, that, that the school takes of all the children. <laughs> what if the 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 two forty p photo? Yeah, was <laughs> was this? I don't. Was this mask like custom made, or did they just buy it off the rack at like superhero costumes? Well, it must have been custom made because if it's not contoured exactly to his face, yeah. the facial recognition wouldn't have worked at all. The other problem with this with this like method is that uh, Nina very clearly saw his face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So she does. She does. Could just like look through she, the yearbook. She can herself. run her own facial recognition program in her mind. Also, it's a Disney it's Channel remembering. It's a Disney Channel movie from the nineties, and so, and so I mean, every other kid in this school is white. Was, yes, yes. I don't think it would have taken her that long. No, and as far as we can tell, it's like the only school in town. I think you could, yeah. Nina probably could have figured this one out. Yeah. But any, in any case, but she's a high tech. She's a high tech computer person, so it's fine. yeah. She runs the mask through facial recognition, yeah. and then the mask sort of gets added to the yearbook photo, and she's like, "Wow, it's him." That's him. That's him, all right. Mm. <laughs> Even though presumably seeing him without the mask would be a bigger clue because she has seen that <laughs> without the mask, <laughs> and she can remember. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, next scene. Scott is called to the principal's office. The Earth Protectors have picked him to test their latest product. Uh, Scott turns on the computer. Um, he gets hypnotised instantly. Quinn walks in and asks him a question about his family. Um, <clears throat> he sort of, and then it sort of cuts. He walks out and he's like, wow, I was only in there for a second. It was weird. And Randy says, and Randy, no, you were in there for, for two hours. Whoa. And then Randy does a little dance. Yep. It's not the last little dance Randy's going to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so enjoy, look forward to that. Um, yep. So in class, all the kids are being given new CD-ROMs. Tonight's homework must be done with a parent, they're told. Uh, how are the Earth Protectors able to get this much access to children's home lives? I don't know. It's never explained. We don't know. Anyway, don't Scott know. notices Nina in the van outside the window, and he realises it's her, and sort of racing out of the classroom, he collides with Amy, and their CD-ROMs get switched. At this point... There's a bit of that Xenon problem where things get needlessly complicated involving swapped discs. Yes, it's exactly but, uh, the same. Ultimately, actually. it turns out to not be important <clears throat> at all. Yeah, so but, yeah. because of because of like having seen Nina, Scott has figured out the Earth Protector's plan. And he yes. sort of explains this to his family and they say, yeah, that's probably, that's probably not probably not it yeah probably not scott besides you were lying about all of those other things you've been yeah. doing non-stop lying but just to give you one final benefit of the doubt why don't you turn on this personal computer and we'll all behold this brainwashing we'll program. all put in the cd-rom and see what it contains yeah. okay adam man the plug if anything weird happens blast it i'm on it welcome to earth protectors Today's lesson is about compost. There's nothing I like more than a big serving of garbage. So kids, let's have fun and help. I, I'm sure any minute now this thing will convince you to take over the world or something. So Scott fires it up, but what's this? It's just a normal environmental protection yeah. CD-ROM. It's got a CGI worm going, Talk I like to eat garbage. Yeah, he's talking about compost. 
Yeah. But um, over at Amy's house, Amy's mum is watching the other CD-ROM and being hypnotised. And then we smash cut to the bank the next day. Uh, she walks in and uh, holds it up. Yep. So, yeah. And so, there you go. So, Amy's mum has robbed a bank and then takes all the money and reports to uh, Earth Protector's headquarters yep. in the warehouse. Where Quinn is now dressed evilly with, like, little blue yeah. sunglasses. Malcolm Quinn, yeah, he's kind of upgraded his villainous thing. He's no longer beach casual. Yeah. He's now sort of... He's yeah, got a suit full... and those tiny little blue sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, little blue sunglasses. <laughs> Which is... Visual point, for evil. At this point, again, confusing, unnecessary, sort of becomes clear that Malcolm Quinn was trying to get the superheroes yeah. fa- family to rob a bank and report to them, but because of the disc mix-up, that didn't happen. So Malcolm's like, F this, I'll just, I don't know, text them. Yeah, so he texts them all and says, please come to my crime warehouse. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. How does he text them? It's not explained. <laughs> Can anyone text the superheroes? Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so they're all headed there. Um, yeah. Uh, the granddads and the grandma are talking about this. They're like, we better call someone. Uh, the Fantastic Four, Superman. Again, a, a canonic nightmare. Uh, <laughs> Steel Condor is like, no, don't call Superman. I'm better than him. And then he tears all his clothes off. He has tear away stripper pants on. <laughs> it's his pits. I'm just, I think this is probably the best scene in the movie. <laughs> He just sort of lets forth a primal bellow and tears all his clothes off. <laughs> and then... Um, One fluid you know, motion, he tears off his tearaway stripper pants. Yeah, and then just starts kind of hopping up and down yeah. on the spot, trying to trying to take off. Yeah, and uh, great. we probably, you know, we don't need to come back to this, but just know that every so often during the exciting climax of this film, they'll cut back to Steel Condor flying very slowly towards the action. Yeah. How will, how will, how will his presence affect... <laughs> the events that are to follow let not at all I can't wait let's to find, find out <laughs> let's find out so 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 now the fam the superhero family arrive they sort of land they fly in super speed in the yeah. motorbikes uh, out outside the warehouse bronze eagle was presumably just here yep. because this is the building that exploded we think so they arrive they walk in immediately a big tinfoil mousetrap yeah. net comes down <laughs> So they're all they're all captured, they're all captured, uh, and then they get sort of like hooked up to brainwashing computers that they have to yeah. look at, and it's gonna sort of wipe their minds and turn them to evil. Malcolm's um, like ah ha ha, and Nina's like no, what? I didn't know we were doing an evil plan. And Malcolm's like, well, we are Nina. Well, we are now. Yes. Yeah, so 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 get on board or and then get out. and then the scene ends because we have to see the kids, Scott. Randy and Amy, they're on their bikes, classic mm-hmm. Spielberg style. Yeah. And they're 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 pedal biking to the scene of the crime. Yeah. And uh I will say throughout this entire scene, Randy will not shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> Scott, if my mom's in there, we can't just stand out here and wait. Let's go. Wait, what are you guys talking about? We can't go in there, okay? I mean we're not superheroes, no superpowers. Oh, oh, so what, no. Randy? You don't need superpowers to help people. Come on. It's not again. It's not the actor's fault. <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> Our usual disclaimer. Yeah. He's been, you know, he's been given the role of irritating comedy sidekick. And, and he plays it to perfection. It. Yeah. Uh, so Scott uh, has revealed to the others that his family are superheroes. Um, they've got a plan to sort of buy... They're not surprised at all. Which no. I guess isn't surprising because it's blindingly obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
presume it's a thing that everyone in town knows. Like, yeah, I mean, we all live in, yeah. in your cul-de-sac and there yours is the only house with... Yours was the only house with a barbecue full of, like, 50 glowing men <laughs> and women. characters in your own back garden. <laughs> when all of those ghosts showed up <laughs> at your house, that's... Yeah, when the Quinjet landed in... <laughs> In front of, in front of my house, I, I had an inkling something was up, but probably everyone knows, but they just don't say anything because they know if they find out that they know, they'll send Adam round to electrocute their brain. So. Adam talks about brain electrocution oh, as if it's a memory wipe. I think it's clear that's not what's happening. Just destroying parts of their brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not going to tell anyone if they've got their brain anyway. destroyed, are they? No, they're not. So, so, so they've got a plan to like distract the bad guys. Um, so they they've got enough really time know. to free the heroes. They don't really have a plan at all because they sort of do some pranks. Scott has a big tube and he talks into the tube like he's the police and is like, we've got you surrounded. We've got you surrounded. And, and, and the, the bad guys are like, oh man, oh, the high voiced police are here. Oh no, <laughs> I get, we're busted for sure. Then the kids stamp on some bubble wrap to simulate the sound of gunfire yeah and the bad guys are like whoa gunfire from the police time to roll around on the floor and duck and cover yeah then it's all a bit home then, alone isn't it yeah but like you know at the end of home alone they do actually catch kevin yes and you know pin him up against the wall and it's quite scary and they say they're imagine him, yeah imagine if kevin managed one prank mm-hmm and then that happens. Imagine <laughs> the wet bandits come through the window. They turn, step on the they step on the glass crystal. Joe ornaments. Pesci touches the hot doorknob. Yeah. Then he takes his hand off, grabs Kevin, and slams him up against the wall. <laughs> and that's and that's where the film ends. It's more like that because like they manage to get sort of like two or three very small pranks out, and then are easily caught the film the kevin and the hot doorknob wasn't wasn't as much of a beloved classic joe pesci's like ah that's hot instead i'll grab the kid got yeah. him the end <laughs> and then i bite his fingers off randy briefly causes a diversion by yep. pretending to be a superhero called the randinator yep then he puts some it, tinfoil in his mouth and it hurts his feelings and he starts the, crying <laughs> the best thing you can say about it is that it kills 90 seconds <laughs> The point, the main point is that the superheroes are hooked up to these brainwashing computers that are apparently somehow restructuring their DNA. Um, but wait, Amy has a soccer ball um, and then Scott somehow runs off with it. He dribbles around all of the henchmen. Everyone's trying to block him. Uh, there's 15 seconds until total mind control. Scott yep. has to make the shot. He oh, c- Nina comes good. Oh, Nina yeah. Nina helps on their side. In some way. Uh, he kicks the ball it goes into the tinfoil cage uh it causes one of the monitors to fall off the table and that <laughs> stops the mind control download And then Nina runs in and opens the door. The superheroes are free. Warrior woman kills everyone. <laughs> and then uh, Bronze Eagle says, son, I'm proud of you. And you don't need superpowers to be a superhero. <laughs> and, then, and then Adam just electrocutes the f- out of everyone's brain. <laughs> so spe- specifically, he fries Nina's memory. Then Scott it's asks... Like, a- it's like Nina. Thanks, folks. I really hope mind wipe... 
<laughs> Amy, uh, Scott, would you like to go to the dance with me? Scott, oh my I'd god, I'd you. love you. I'd love I've always you. fancied oh you, god. Scott. We, oh, we've only just discovered Amy, mind like <laughs> And then Adam advances on Randy, who starts pleading with him. Pleading for his mind. Cool. All right, down Sparky. I mean, look, I need all the brain cells I can get, right? I mean, guys, wait, guys, look, I promise not to tell anybody. I mean, look, who will believe me, right? I don't even believe you. You guys don't believe me. And and, and the family's like, well, Randy, seeing as it's you, the most irritating one, okay. Which is pretty harsh on Amy because yeah. Amy helped just as much. <laughs> yeah. in, in fact, a lot more. In fact, Amy helped, Randy hindered. Randy hindered and wouldn't shut the f*** up. So. Yeah, so... Pretty harsh on Amy. She has had her mind wiped. They they decide that Randy is allowed to keep his memories. Yeah. Again, secret identity. What even is it? Don't forget that. As, <laughs> I don't as, know her. Bronzy as Bronze Eagle collars Malcolm. He, he he points. He points at warrior women and says, "That's my wife." <laughs> so i guess if it wasn't which is like if batman had joker and was like yeah. you see that old man he's my butler he's my butler hey anyway off to our you want to see some pictures of my parents i keep them in my wallet um <laughs> so yeah they're done anyway through the wall comes the st- uh the steel condor uh he needs to sit down um, because he's yep. old you see yes uh it, it turns out that plot wise he's contributed nothing except a cheap gag at the expense i guess of the elderly <laughs> so uh, yeah, so everything's wrapped up. Uh, we cut to Oops. Scott um, outside his house. Amy's forgotten him um, because of uh, Adam wiping her brain. This is um, okay. This is a doubt. Da- the ending is a real bummer. It's like the, yeah, it's like the end of um, the most recent Spider-Man film. You know, with Doctor Strange, where he just wipes everyone's memories of Peter Parker. It's basically that. Yes. Yeah. So um, Amy doesn't remember who he is. Despite the fact that in the previous scene, everyone's like, don't worry, if she liked you before, she'll still like you then. But I think knowing that Scott was brave... It really helped. It really helped, but she doesn't know that now. What this scene has that the um, kind of corresponding scene in Spider-Man doesn't have is Mm -hmm. um, Scott's sister sets his shoes on fire (laughs) with her eyes. Which which cuts the tension. from Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. So Amy doesn't remember Scott, which is sad. Then they're at soccer. They're voting on who should be the team captain. Amy says Scott should be the captain and then Scott says Amy should be the captain and the coach is like well we got ourselves a tie how would you like to be co-captains yeah and then Scott goes off starts doing stretches on the pitch with Randy yeah and the film pans out and you're like here we go here come the here comes the bit where he gets his powers yeah and then Scott and says the green hornet came to my birthday party and they <laughs> to black credit <laughs> I actually rewound it. I was like, did he kick a football super hard and I missed it? Or like, does he glow or something? But no, no he doesn't. He doesn't. Well, that's the, he that's you know, that's the Encanto thing, isn't it? You don't need the powers yeah. to be there. But now that you say that, I've just remembered that at the start of the film, he does kick a football so hard that it knocks over Bronze Eagle, the superhero. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. So and he said his back was hurt and that he had a concussion. Yes. So, okay. What are we to take he, from that? He does have soccer-related. Yes, soccer-related powers. <laughs> okay. Dad is Superman. Mom is yeah. Wonder Woman. Brother is the Flash, and he. But oh, but I mean, if you want keepy uppy done. Yeah. Keepy yeah. uppy lad. He could distract the bank robbers <laughs> with like impressive ball tricks. Ooh, he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's. Oh, oh, he did the thing where he sort of kicked it behind oh, him man. and then in front of it's him. It's like an Adidas advert. <laughs> hey, everyone, come and down. Then, look, look at this. 
And but then boss, I'm guarding side, the safe. I'm guarding the safe that we stole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will only take a minute. Yeah, we'll take a look. And then from out of shot, oh, Bronze I, Eagle's I, fist slams I, into I, the jaw. Oh, <laughs> the lead oh, though. Oh, oh, <laughs> Voofy Zaylers are going off. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, that was up, up and away. That was up, up and away. I'm sorry that we had to race through it because we spent so long talking about more Batman <laughs> and, and, and Spider-Man Spider ruining people's carpets. That's Spider-Man shooting his web into the carpet. But I'm sorry, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, this film isn't the worst. No, uh, it was it was it was fun. It's it's a very simple story that they managed to overcomplicate quite badly. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, so yeah. the the like, what are they called? The Earth, the Earth protectors, protectors. protectors. The, Earth, the, the Earth protectors. Jeez, have how big... can this not? How can I not hold I this in my brain? I know the Earth protectors. They they, they have huge v villain in the sequel energy. Yeah, it's like the first film should not have had the Earth protectors. It should have just been the drama about lying to his family about the powers. And then a new threat. Whoa! For the sake for the sequel oh, film, the Earth, the Earth protectors. The Earth here. protectors. We've yeah. got to stop them. Um, but how? I have no powers. Well, exactly. But you've got the power of heart, my son. You've got the power to recycle. <laughs> you've got, you've got, you are recycler. <laughs> you've, you've got the power to kick, kick a soccer ball. Pre soccer pretty, ball. pretty hard. All right? <laughs> pretty, da pretty damn pretty hard. Pretty hard. All right? And those things are hard, those soccer balls. Yeah. you got one yeah. in the face. Yeah, if you're you not ready to, for it. Yeah, you need Ooh. to sit down for a bit. You get a nosebleed, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> think on <laughs> Okay. You could that's... activate switches with it. <laughs> it's another use. As long as it was a quite big, simple <laughs> switch. A big button. As long as there were no buttons near the button you needed to press. Because <laughs> they would also get pressed. So, you need a bunch of buttons pressed. <laughs> or, or kick a really small football. <laughs> He's got a series of tiny footballs. <laughs> Son... So this is getting sad. <laughs> it's like, like Hawkeye and his trick arrows. This is yeah, you're turning into an Uncle Fred situation. <laughs> when, so, he, when he blobbed out. So that's up, up and away. Yeah. <laughs> he got got any other business? Yeah, I'm gonna read you a nice email that we got from Bella. Okay. Bella said just listen to the Brink episode. And I have some ideas for new decoms based on the very transient crazes my school went through. Oh, okay. nice. So what Bella's done here is listed three crazes and pitched a decom about each one. Okay. Number one, what else could it be? Beyblades. Oh, of course. People would legitimately head off Bella writes to corners to battle their Beyblades, so much so they got banned. One boy brought in a case with eight Beyblades <laughs> and his own arena <laughs> after, the ba after the ban. And I remember he got taken away. He got taken away? <laughs> That's what it says. Not the Beyblades. He got... He got... The, the, the government were like, we've been looking for someone like you. Welcome to the Avengers program. <laughs> the most powerful Beyblade. We, we deployed him in Afghanistan. Some of the government wanted to dissect him. Some of them <laughs> Sure. Isolate the portion of the Beyblade. Isolate the Beyblade gene. gene. We can breed a Beyblade super soldier. <laughs> so, anyway, Bella says the working title is Bay, B-A-E Blades, when romance and rivalry sparks over Beyblades in the playground. Oh, yeah, the two rival like. Beyblade players could, like, put their faces real close to each other <laughs> when they talk. <laughs> Breathe into each other's mouth, yeah. mouths. Okay, next. 
Mini Winnies. These were little plastic Winnie the Pooh toys wearing different outfits. You could only get them from coin-operated toy dispensers. People oh, were obsessed. There was a black market for the rare ones. I, I remember there was a full-on fight over a bad exchange. Lots of tears. They got banned. A, a Mini Winnie deal went bad. <laughs> a Mini deal went sideways. <laughs> For the film, maybe the mini Winnies come to life and teach the children about friendship or the value of a diversified mini Winnie portfolio. That's good, yeah. And finally, Bella pitches gooey aliens. These were horrible, Bella writes. Okay. They were pods filled with slime and slimy plastic aliens. There was a rumour you could get them pregnant by rubbing their backs together. (laughs) By rubbing their backs together for five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it's done. (laughs) By rubbing their backs together for five minutes. So in the film, My Alien Baby, they do manage to make a baby and it teaches them about responsibility and friendship and love and such. Thank you, Bella, for these film suggestions. They are very strong. I will be commissioning My Alien Baby about kids who rub their aliens together and the aliens get pregnant. (laughs) And had a baby and the baby looked at me. Okay, good. Lucas lost consciousness. <laughs> oh, God. Lucas passed out, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I've got a sort of like... I'm going to have the weirdest dreams tonight. It's going to be like... I'm going to be in Westfield and like... I'm going to walk, walk past some shadows and Batman's going to grab me and pull me in and be like, The aliens are pregnant. <laughs> You're going to pick a pack of Cheetos up at the supermarket and think about walking out without paying for them. Yeah. A batarang yeah. is going to slam into the wall beside you. Pin my hand to the wall. <laughs> Effortlessly Batman. I am vengeance. <laughs> Snaps my legs. Yeah. Yep. He'll get you. Next one. Yes. Uh, what, what are we doing next, Andy? Uh, the next Disney Channel original movie we're doing is The Other Me. Starring oh, yes. Um, yes, Andy please. Lawrence of the Lawrence Brothers. Uh, it's a 2000 Disney Channel original movie about a teenager who accidentally clones himself and ends up using his clone to pass school. Uh, this one, as we have discussed previously on this podcast, has been removed from Disney Plus. So you may have to find alternate means of watching it. But if you can, uh, please do watch The Other Me for the next episode or don't and just listen to us tell you about how bonkers it is all right thanks for listening folks um don't forget you can pick up a cool brink t-shirt we have two brink inspired designs yes uh, one with rca cables and there's one that says today i'm gonna skate yeah or talk but they tick boxes it makes sense visually trust me head over to uh, momcantcookstore.com to check those out Uh, please 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 do uh, leave us a rating and if you would like to uh, we would very much appreciate you writing a review for us on itunes or anywhere else that will let you write a review we read all of them uh, we love to see them. And thank you to people who have written reviews for this podcast on iTunes, like SG Penguin 72, Sam Rocks 91, Suited Raptor, Desiderate Artist, and Sebastian Goosemore. Thank you, folks. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Right. That's it. We will see you next time, folks, for more Mom Can't Cook. And in the meantime, <laughs> yep. ice and club soda. That's ice and club. You, you just, it'll lift <laughs> right out. <laughs> Put some gloves on. (laughs) Don't get it on your hands. (laughs) Whatever you do. That is key. Don't get any in your eyes. (laughs) Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time.